1: welcome to luna the podcast i'm your host carolina salazar and i am here to be your spiritual big sister guiding you to self-empowerment through self-discovery my goal with this podcast is to provide grounded and easy to understand self-development tools to support you on your spiritual journey my purpose is to help you learn to love both your light and your shadow, and to empower you to start showing up as your best self by nourishing your soul and doing the inner work. I am so grateful you're here today, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hello everyone, welcome back to Luna the Podcast. I am so excited that you're here today for another exciting, amazing guest episode on this episode i had the pleasure of sitting with one of my amazing amazing friends autumn clayman the creator behind she's plant-based an account on instagram and on tiktok as well as youtube she is amazing she's a holistic health coach who also studied at the institute of integrative nutrition iin just like me and we had an incredible conversation about her own personal journey her spiritual journey the things that have helped her along the way working with healers working with psychics and the importance of the inner work that we all do on our own journeys we also talk about how to tap in more into your own divinity and so much more it's an amazing amazing exchange and discussion and i just am so excited for you to listen And just before we get started, I just wanted to announce for those of you who have not seen on my Instagram, I have opened up spots for my coaching program, my one-on-one VIP coaching program, Higher Self Coaching, which is essentially a holistic health coaching program working with you to figure out how in a personalized way you can step into your best self with support from me, working on your goals, whether they be more nutrition and physical health focused goals mindset goals, stepping into a more empowered inner talk, working on your spirituality. It's basically a way for me to work very closely with you for three months on your goals and to help you step into your higher self and align with her. So if you are interested, you can... Check out the link that I'm going to include in the description or the book now feature on the Carolina Lifestyle Instagram and schedule a complimentary higher self-alignment call with me where we chat about your goals so I can get to hear a little bit more about you and then also see if it's a good fit to work together. So if that is something you feel called to do, if you've been on your own journey and you've come to a point where you're ready to invest in yourself and invest in coaching, I would love to work with you, get to know you. So feel free to DM me. Also, if you have any questions or head to the link to sign up The link is going to be in the description of this podcast episode. So without further ado, I just want to get started with the episode. I hope you enjoy it. I hope it resonates. I hope you learn a ton because I always learn from Autumn. She is such an amazing human being and I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. So with that being said, let's dive into the episode and I hope you enjoy. Hello, hello. Welcome to the podcast, Autumn. How are you doing today?
0: I'm good. Morning's just starting. Thank you for having me on here. I'm so excited.
1: Of course. I am so excited to have you. And as I always open up with every guest, share with the audience, what's your sun, moon, and rising? So my son is Leo. Leo rising Virgo,
0: and then a moon is Taurus.
1: I love my Leos. And as a Taurus, I feel like I can really understand you. So I love that. And also share a little bit about what you do, where you're from, and just introduce yourself to the audience.
0: Yeah. So I grew up in Orange County in California. Um, I'm currently living in LA. I just moved. So that's been so fun. So amazing. I'm the creator of She's Plant Based. It was originally just an Instagram account just for food because I was really into health at the time and still am, but I wanted to share my health journey. Um, And then it kind of just took off and kind of formed more into overall wellness. So emotional health, mental health, spiritual health, all the things. Um, And I am currently a full-time health coach Um, And then also just working on a few different courses right now to kind of extend my coaching and
1: to eventually become an energy healer. I love that so much. I, I think that's so cool. I also eventually want to learn energy healing. And I think that that's so awesome that you're already like taking steps towards it and courses. So for the audience members who don't really know, can you explain a little bit what health coaching is and how your practice works?
0: Yeah, so I'm a holistic health coach. So what I do with my clients is I look at their entire life. Um, At the school that I went to, I like the way that they describe it. They call it primary and secondary food. So food is such a small aspect to our health. And that really resonates with me a lot. You know, eating well matters. And I really do that with my clients. But like the main thing is like, are you happy? Are you happy at your job? Do you like your friends? Do you like where you live? Because if those areas, if you're not thriving in those areas, it's going to affect your health. It's going to, you know, maybe affect the way that you're eating and you're treating your body. And so I really try to get my clients on a track of like, okay, what is your dream life? What's the life that you want to create? And like, let's work on that together. So my work is a little bit deeper and I do incorporate spirituality. So we go over manifestation and journaling, meditations, all the things, because I really believe that those practices, you know, they've helped me along my own journey and now I just want to basically just share the knowledge um, with my clients.
1: Yes, 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 yes. We love that. I love that so much as someone who also graduated from IIN. I agree and that I really feel like throughout my journey, I only truly healed and only truly started taking care of myself when I started looking beyond the plate and like looking at how I was treating myself and my mindset and all of these things. So I really think that this is so important and that's so cool. So in relation to what you were just saying, could you share with us a little bit about your own personal journey, how that has gone by over the last years and how it eventually evolved also into your spiritual journey? Yeah.
0: So it's interesting and I can talk about this later, but I, I saw this healer and she said something to me. She was like, You were a wounded child, and I'll go into my childhood. But she's like, that part of your life mattered so much because it's now the reason why you're becoming a healer and all these things. So, when I talk about my childhood, like, there's no anger towards my parents. I believe everything happens for a reason. So, I would say childhood was very difficult for me. I really had to grow up quickly. Um, I grew up in an abusive home both well, my parents were just mentally unstable and had kids at a very young age. So that played a large role into like them not knowing who they are and, you know, not fully maturing. And, you know, my mom was on several different medications and just really trying to get her mental health on track while raising three kids, <laughs> two boys and a daughter. And we we're all like same age trained and just like drove her crazy at some points definitely um but I've just seen a lot and experienced a lot and my childhood really really impacted me because I'm sure you know this it's the blueprint of your life Mm -hmm. and I just learned how to really just hold a lot of things in to not express my emotions because I didn't feel safe um again, no, nothing against my parents. I just, they were dealing with their own stuff. So I never felt comfortable enough to bring my own issues out onto them or go to them for advice because I felt bad for them and I didn't want them. I didn't want to like make them feel worse about maybe their own life, um, which is just so silly to say out loud because we've had conversations since then and um, I've opened up to them and they've apologized about a lot of things and they're, they felt really bad about all that. But I would say just growing up was difficult. And then I got into high school and um, sophomore years, like when things really went downhill for me, I started drinking, I started getting into drugs and just doing like, just heavy drugs, just in general. And like looking forward to the weekends because I was just blacking out and just doing drugs and just completely just getting fucked up and just wanted to run away from my life. And dealing with really bad depression, dealing with anxiety, but at that time, not aware of like, I wasn't aware of what I was doing. And I didn't understand why I was doing it. It was just like, there was like this part of me that like had no control when those things were in front of me. Like I was drinking until I blacked out. Like my parents had had to pick me up. I was passed out, you know, my friends calling my parents and it was just really bad. It was a really dark, scary time. And like, I knew I wasn't right, but I didn't know how to stop myself. Mm -hmm. So senior year, we graduated high school and I was just like, I need a change. So I moved up north in Northern California and Marin County with my aunt and uncle and their two kids. So my two cousins, and it was the first time ever in my life that I was sober, that I was alone with my thoughts that like, I didn't have any external distractions, drugs, partying, all the things. Mm -hmm. and it really just made me understand why I was drinking, why I felt the need to do all these drugs. It was because I was hurt. I was hurt because of, you know, the way that my parents treated me and all the things that I saw, and I became just very angry, and a lot of anger came up, and a lot of resentment came up, and I didn't really know what to do with that at the time. That, That was just, like, my first kind of, like, waking up period um, which was really important, but I ended up getting really sick up there and I couldn't stay there any longer. Um, also I forgot to mention this at that time too, since, you know, I wasn't around the drugs and the partying, that's when my eating disorder started because it was something else for me to control. So that's kind of when that started. So that was 2017 when my eating disorder started. Um, and that was like kind of part of the reason why I had to like move home I was hospitalized, um, and uh, I was on antidepressants at the time. I was on anxiety medication, and I was also on, um, I forget what other medication I was on. Basically, I was on so many different uppers and downers, and it just really messed up my brain chemistry. But anyways, I moved home and started from square one. I started drinking again, partying, just for two years. And it was just like this like on and off thing. Um, and I would say it was June. I'm like blanking on the year. I think it was like, sorry, I, gr- I messed up on the times. 2017 is not when my eating disorder started. That was 2014. 2017 was when I had my first spirit, like big spiritual awakening.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was in a yoga class. It was my first time taking a yoga class by myself and I was in, uh, Shavasana and all of a sudden, like this huge wave of emotion just came over me. And I literally felt like an, like a dark force left my body. It was the craziest thing. I can't even explain it, but I felt something levitate out of me that was like really dark and heavy. And I just started like bawling in the class. I was just like, what, what just happened? And that was just me shedding. That was me releasing, but obviously at the time, not really understanding. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I just remember after that class, I was like, I always want to feel that feeling again. I was like, I I felt like a brand new person (laughs) and I'm sure you've had similar experiences to that. Yes. So, (laughs) yeah. So that's kind of when my spiritual journey began. I mean, I wouldn't, there wasn't like one thing that wasn't like, I'm going to become spiritual. It was like a very gradual thing that kind of came to me at the time that it needed to come up. And I started diving into books and just doing a bunch of research, just like around spirituality and like the whole like meaning and concept of it and how I can incorporate it into my practice. So I was also dealing with like a lot of different health issues, obviously an eating disorder, um, mental health issues as well. And as soon as I started developing a spiritual practice and just eating really well and nourishing my body and doing things that made me feel good and getting rid of friends that didn't serve me. And I stopped partying and just doing things that like lowered my vibration. I began healing. I just, one day I just stopped taking my medications. It didn't even like, it was just like, I don't need them. I feel good. So my body began healing and just everything just really started falling together. So yeah, that's kind of like, my health spiritual journey kind of summed
1: up. He's saying, Thank you so much for sharing. I really appreciate your vulnerability and your open heart and like opening up about this because I really think it's so important to like raise awareness around, you know, how one, how our childhood shapes us. That's a given. It's as you said, it's our blueprints when I started looking at my inner child and I started looking at my childhood. And things that when I was younger, I as a child absorbed, but didn't realize I did until I was older. Mm-hmm. That's a huge part of it. And then also taking steps towards wanting to feel good on a basis of mm-hmm. the energetics of it. Right. Like the moment that truly, like you said, opened up your opened you up to a spirituality was when you were doing yoga and felt this like like levitation feeling of like lightness and I can kind of, I can relate to a lot of parts to your story. I haven't shared my own like spiritual journey or health journey on a podcast episode yet, but I definitely struggled with a lot of similar things and I think that for me, well my spiritual awakening started more recently like beginning of 2020 but there was a moment I remember when I had just started meditating and I was just like laying down on my bed and I just like shut off my mind somehow. And I remember just feeling like my entire body was like covered in light. And literally it felt like I was like levitating from the bed a little bit, just like so light. And it was almost like my entire body was like tingling. And it's such a hard feeling to explain rationally or even to like understand how that happens but I remember when that first happened I was like oh my gosh like this is magic this works and that was like how I started meditating and eventually here I am it's been almost two years since I've been meditating and it's such a process too like for me it wasn't oh I I know that spirituality is a key to solving my lack of confidence my poor relationship with food or my I don't know, self-sabotaging behaviors, it just happened hand in hand and eventually just became so clear to me that it was such an important part of the solution. So what do you think were the most important things throughout your journey that have allowed you to keep up leveling? And a lot of times those are the hardest things too, but which ones have been the most transformative for you? I would say... Even, I think,
0: I think getting out of like victim mindset, I think that's like one of the biggest things is like even having that awareness of like, okay, why am I doing these things? Why am I behaving in this way? Let's get to the root of it. Like even me now, even though I've done all this deep spiritual work, I still have my applause. I still have things that I'm holding on to. I still, you know, get in victim mindset about things and I really have to put myself in a check and just be like, Autumn, you have power and control over the situation And I would say it really just depends on what I turn towards for healing and releasing. Like recently, I've been asking for more help, which has been super hard for me, which is ironic because Mm -hmm. I help people. Um, But I've been seeing, seeing healers and helpers, which has really the past few months have been the most transformative months I think I've ever experienced on my spiritual journey because it's been speeding up so so quickly so that's been like a huge blessing in my life um but also just meditating just really sitting with my feelings sitting with my thoughts is also something that I really turn towards when I'm feeling stuck when I'm feeling blocked, is you we need to find that stillness we need to find that peace to turn inward and also just journaling I feel like you channel so much you Things come up that you don't even realize are there you just start writing (laughs) and it's kind of just like automatic and you're like where did that thought come from or where did this you know oh I didn't even remember that this thing happened to me when I was a kid and all these things start coming up so yeah I would say like definitely like all those things have like really really helped me along my
1: journey yeah yeah I love all of them and I so agree I think the first step to like actually healing and changing your life is like you said, getting out of victim mindset, which goes in hand with accepting what you're doing, accepting this is the situation. Mm -hmm. This is how I'm contributing to the situation. This is how I'm self-sabotaging. This is how I'm numbing myself. This is how I'm creating like negative situations in my life. I am, I'm not a victim of it. I'm a creator in it. And I need to own how I'm showing up like self self self-responsibility and self-accountability for me was when I truly feel like things change was when I like put pen to paper and I was writing out like reflecting on the past and like noticing patterns that were repeating not that other people were creating but that I was creating and then I was like oh my god like I need to do something about this so it comes with that awareness and like getting out of being a victim for sure Hmm.
0: yeah yeah so true and it's so powerful and I don't know I think that people can like become kind of triggered of like no like it's this person's fault it's that person's fault like yes like your feelings I think it's important to validate your feelings and you know what people have done is like not okay but to an extent we allow and accept that behavior
1: yeah in our life and sometimes yeah. it ends up even being a cycle like oh I feel like I'm a victim that that's that person's fault. But then you don't allow yourself to fully feel what it brings up for you. Like let yourself Mm -hmm. cry or journal about it or talk about it. And then you end up wanting to numb it because it becomes so unbearable inside you and like anxiety provoking or depression provoking, or just wants to make you avoid it because it's not being like truly felt and truly understood. So it kind of goes hand in hand. Like you start understanding yourself and feeling your feelings and self-soothing by just like for me crying and journaling like so major and then as that starts to happen you start seeking out those other experiences that numb you or want to or you think will make you feel like in control those become less appealing because the issue isn't as like it's Mm -hmm. not as like throbbing inside of you
0: yeah yeah yeah, no, it's so true. I think that was the hardest thing for me. Like, I really learned to like shut my emotions off because I had to, I had to be strong for myself at a very young age. Mm-hmm. So like, even like learning how to be emotional, is it's hard at first, and still can be difficult, you know, let really letting myself cry or really letting myself, you know, get angry or get upset or, you know, being those kind of like, lower emotions, because we don't want to feel them. But There's so much power. There's so many lessons that you can learn from those. And I think that's the most important part. And like what really helps me get through that is like, I'm going to gain something from this. I'm going to learn something from this. So like just put in the work now and you're going to grow.
1: Yes, exactly. Like it gets more uncomfortable before it gets more comfortable. It's going to hurt probably more before it starts to hurt less. And it's important to know that I think. But it's so true. It's like a process and it gets easier with time. We grow from it. We heal and we learn lessons and we start implementing the lessons. We're able to forget the mistakes and have more compassion towards ourselves. And what you were saying, too, about like having to grow up and be really tough and kind of bottle things in. I think that's such a thread that I observe with so many people when they're told when they're little, stop crying. Like, if you're a little child mm-hmm. and you're just crying and your dad or your mom just screams or says, like, stop, stop crying. And I think deep down, I, this just came to me, a lot of times parents say that because they don't let themselves cry or because watching their children cry makes them want to cry and they don't want to. So they tell the child to like, stop mm-hmm. and then eventually it creates yeah. the same cycle because we are not allowing ourselves to cry. And so... It's definitely, I think that's such an important thing to heal.
0: Mm -hmm. No, I think so too. Yeah. I mean, again, kind of just how everything's rooted back to our childhood. I was literally having this conversation yesterday about kind of just like emotions and how we express them. A lot of it is like reflected like back to our parents and what they told us, like don't cry or, you know, like here's a treat. It's going to make you feel better. Like just, just have a piece of candy or have the ice cream. If you're having a bad day or, you know, we've been taught to avoid our emotions. You know, that's why I think people have eating issues and all these other things. Like we have these vices because we're not taught how to just sit with it, validate our feelings and really just the proper coping mechanisms.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then we start coping through external means instead of looking internally and it does really come from mm-hmm. like conditioning and from like how we're raised. And it's important to like have compassion towards our parents and whoever raised us because like they were doing their best or like they were also going through stuff and healing, learning. But just understanding that route helps you just like un- also understand how to find a solution that's going to be long lasting and healthier. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's so important. And on the vein of like healing and all of that, something we've talked a lot about is seeing healers and getting help and that being through energy healers or psychics. So share a little bit about your experience with that. I think there's a huge stigma around it in our society. And I've seen both. I know you've seen both and y'all. I think you also do acupuncture and other forms of healing. So could you share a little bit about the types of healers that you use and your experiences with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I do believe that there is a huge stigma around it. I'm glad you know we're talking about this because I think there is so much fear in the unknown, but like the unknown's a really beautiful spot too. And I have been seeing energy healers for a while now. Um, I would say the first one that I saw, and I think you saw too, was it mm-hmm. you saw Ruth, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Um, For those who don't know Ruth, she's a good friend of mine. I met her through my old job and she's very spiritual and really is someone that um, helped me along my own spiritual journey. And we would have just like deep conversations and she started practicing Reiki and I was getting Reiki done. But for those who don't know, it's basically just energy healing. So it looks different each time. Sometimes she'll use crystals, sometimes she'll use sound. It's just very intuitive. And then she kind of like energetically feels out your body and um, opens up your chakras if they're blocked and also will heal different areas. Um, I've injured like a few different parts and I've actually have felt the energy in those spots. Like I like fractured my wrist. And one time I was there and it felt like someone was gripping onto my hand. And I told her, she was like, yeah, I was healing your wrist. And same with my ear, my ear was hurting. And I I don't know if you know this, but I'm deaf in my right ear. My cousin dropped me when I was a baby. And so I really felt my ear just like, like ringing as she was like healing that spot as well. So it's really crazy. And I think if anyone wants to go get energy healing done, I think the most important part is just being really open and receptive to it. Um, That's when I've gained the most benefits. Cause if you go in closed off, then you're not going to receive the same benefits, same with acupuncture, um, any sort of energy healing, but Reiki is what I started off with doing. And then she started doing like psychic readings. So I was doing that with her, which really just helped me along my path, you know, feeling stuck and blocked in certain areas, what I should focus on, um, dealing just like with love issues. She's helped me with career, what path to go down. So that's really helped me a lot. Um, and then I just have a lot of physical issues. So I started doing um, acupuncture, um, cupping. Both have turned into like very like also emotional things for me as well. So that's been like a great form of releasing for me. And then um I recently just started seeing this other healer. She's a psychic. She also does Reiki. And I'm actually gonna be training under her now. Um, because I just think she's brought to my brought in my life for a very specific reason. And I don't know, I feel really connected and bonded with her, but she is the reason why like things have just been so crazy for me the past two months because uh her name's Anna Maria she's based in Miami actually yeah Um, (laughs) and so (laughs) and so uh she she connects with your angels and your guides and this lady oh my god you open up the zoom camera and she's just (laughs) saying shit like right away and I'm like what I'm like I'm like how like how do you things like she was bringing up stuff that like Mm. is often my mom's like blood like her iron levels are low which they were like who makes that up so very specific very detailed and we dove into just very just deep areas in my life and I think a lot of it has been like just around like love and career and things that I've been trying to heal and overcome in those areas so
1: I feel like a whole new person it's just been crazy that's an amazing. And I'm laughing here because um Autumn has recommended me to both of these healers. So I've seen Ruth and <laughs> I've seen Anna Maria, both of them. And I can say from my personal experience as well that it's incredible and amazing. Um yeah, Anna Maria just spits fire. Like she says like so many important things when I I only had one session with her, but in the first like 10 minutes, I was already crying and releasing and Mm -hmm. And she did mention that she's a coach also. So that's super cool that you've been working with her. Is she like helping you um, kind of like strengthen your psychic abilities or just like giving you guidance? What kind of coaching is it or mentorship?
0: Yeah. So, so, I mean, our second session was a little bit different than the first one. I was kind of just, she, I, I've been feeling just really stuck and blocked just in love, um, and we've talked about this before and I also mm. did the rising women course which really helped a lot but I feel like love has just been something that I've been struggling with and um, our second session she like did a bunch of just like energy energy healing done on me and I like I've been feeling just for a while now just like weight on my shoulders and my chest I've like been having like a lot of like just chest issues just in general like I've I could feel my heart chakras blocked mm-hmm. and she opened that up. And ever since that session, it was like a few weeks ago, I've been so open um, and also just love has been just flowing into my life. But one of the things though, she kind of like brought up to me, she was like, I can tell that you've been trying to build your psychic abilities and all these things, um, <clears throat> which I have, I've like been like on spiritual TikTok and kind of just like learning how to like open myself up to more of those things. Cause from a very young age, I have always just known things. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm definitely like clairvoyant as well. And she was saying that too. I, my visuals are crazy. My, med- my meditations are really, really crazy. And, um, and yeah, I mean, just from a young age, I've just known things I've said things like well, I remember one time my best friend called me and I was like, she didn't even say a word. I was like, you cheated on your boyfriend. And she's like, how'd you know? things like that. yeah. And like, I never really, yeah, I never like really like dove into it. Like we all have psychic abilities. It's whether you're open to it. And I think now I'm at a point in my life where it used to really scare me, but now I'm like, there's so much power and beauty in it. I want to, you know, use that with my clients. And I've been working on myself with a lot of those things. So just trying out different like meditations to strengthen psychic abilities, using Oracle cards, Tarot cards. And I think The biggest thing is building psychic abilities is listening to your intuition. The more that you ignore that, you're closing that, you're closing that area off. And the more that I've listened to my intuition and my heart and like what that inner knowing is like telling me, the more kind of my abilities have developed and strengthened.
1: Yeah. That's amazing. First of all, um, I, I really see you as a mirror, like, to myself, like I see myself in you, and like you reflect back like things that I want to pursue in the future, and just like I feel like our stories are so similar. Um, I definitely have always had a very strong intuition as well. Um, I feel like my two strongest psychic abilities are clairsentience and clair no um, clair cognizance, so just kind of like feeling things like in my body, like feeling kind of like intense anxiety sometimes for no reason, like when I'm about to go somewhere or like just feeling like I shouldn't do something. Um, And then same with claircognizance, just like knowing things. Sometimes I'm like, Oh, I'm going to run into this person. And then I run into them like later that day or, or things like that. And I definitely want to strengthen them as well. I've definitely heard also that we are constantly putting sound around us like music, looking at our phones, taking in content, talking to other people listening to podcasts we're not in silence a lot and I feel like the nudges come in whispers it's not super loud like maybe sometimes but have you felt that if you are like consuming a lot of content or listening to a lot of music or things like that that the intuition doesn't come as often and like what has helped strengthen your intuition and your psychic yeah
0: Mm -hmm. I would say 100% yes and I think the more you know obviously those things come into factor. There's a lot of stuff that's blocking you from that. And again, just that's why stillness is so important. So I really have found, I think it's so, I wouldn't say, I mean, this is like my own doing too, but it's definitely been a challenge because I'm always on my phone and I'm always doing these things. And I know it's not the best for me. And I do really feel my best is when I am stepped away from that. But like, also these things are kind of just our reality in the world that we live in. So I think it's Mm. like, finding kind of like that balance because there's definitely times, you know, like now, like being around big crowds and being around a lot of people gives me really bad anxiety. And just because (laughs) I'm just so hypersensitive to those things. (laughs) You're laughing. So like, yeah, I mean, it's just difficult. And I think the biggest thing for me, like when I want to tap into those things, like having my safe spaces and like, for me, that's my room. That's also just like my home in general. I just love it here so much um having just like a designated spot where I do my meditations and stuff. And um yeah, I obviously channel the most in in silence and really just like asking, asking things to come through, asking my guides and angels to help me. That's like been something that helps a lot. And also just I'm sure you resonate with this a lot too, but I think it's important to like clear our energy as well because if we don't clear our energy then like we can't really tap into that side so as empaths like some of the best things that you can do is like walking like going on walks in nature um showers i shower like four times a day but water is just very purifying so clearing your energy like that um doing meditations kind of just I kind of like pick and choose whatever. And I find that the more that I'm doing that, the more that I'm cleansing my space and cleansing like my technology and cleansing my crystal jewelry that I wear all the time. That has just helped Mm -hmm. a lot. And like that has been able to bring more in as well along my journey.
1: Wow. And for cleansing like your jewelry and your phone things like that, do you use like sage or is it like with sound bowls or how do you do that? I like to use sage. You just like sage yeah. it around. Do you say anything? Yeah, yeah I just ask. In?
0: Yeah, I'll just ask. You know, any energies that are attached to like these items or even my room, my space, like please leave. I'm I'm clearing it and like whatever I want to invite in. So abundance, love, peace, happiness, whatever that I feel like I need to call in at that time, um, I'll do that. And asking like for protection and
1: healing, I think that's like another big thing. Yeah, to ask for that. Mm -hmm. I need to do that that's something I think I have not been very intentional about like I know that I absorb a lot of information and energy like I've been trying to wear more like hats when I'm going in big crowds um but like I get really overwhelmed and like recently since Mm -hmm. I just moved to New York I've been pretty social and seeing a lot of people and meeting a lot of people and like feeling drained and feeling like really Mm -hmm. exhausted So I've also been like retreating a little bit more into my own space and giving myself that time to like decompress, but I need to be more intentional with using my sage and the shower idea is such a great one too. So I definitely need to do that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know Rebecca is like always making fun of me. She's like, you take so many showers. I'm like, trust me. I'm like, start doing it. You're going to feel so
1: good. (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah. I bet. I need to. And yes. <laughs> another thing that I forgot to mention too, but you were talking about Ruth and like Reiki and that kind of healing also. Yeah. And when <clears throat> I saw Ruth or Reiki, I want to see her again. I haven't seen her since I did my first session in like February. But the stuff that I felt in my body, I had never felt before. Never in my life. Like I felt like there was literally like a buzzing inside my entire, like from my abdomen all the way up to like my neck. It was like shaking inside of me. And it was the craziest feeling ever. But, like, you really feel your energy during it. And it's so important Mm -hmm. to, yeah, like, be open to it. But there is magic in that. And I really think what you said, too, about, like, the unknown is important because with a lot of spirituality, it's about like releasing the need to see physical evidence. A lot of times, even with meditation, like tapping into your higher self, I think it's really about that. So how has that been for you in the beginning? Do you feel like you were more resistant? And how have you been able to kind of surrender more throughout your spiritual Mm -hmm. journey? Yeah, I'm, I'm I love that you're bringing this
0: up because I think it's so important as human beings we get so attached to like what's in front of us like we need we need evidence we need proof and I think the really great thing right now though and something that has really helped me kind of just even understand it more is like kind of the they're bridging the gap between science and spirituality and With Joe Dispenza and with they can literally measure energy and frequencies, and so I think just really learning about kind of like the science behind it too has really helped me get a better concept of it. Because you know at first it sounds like woo woo and weird, and I was like, (laughs) like it doesn't make sense to me. But I'm someone that like I really just like diving into research and understanding you know why things are and how things are. So um, for anyone out there who kind of is curious, I would say listen to Joe Dispenza, dive into um, into just quantum physics, all those things, it really kind of explains it well, kind of just energy in general. We are all energetic beings, everything is energy, but that was something that has really helped me. But it was difficult in the beginning. I didn't really understand you know, what I was doing or how to do it or what it looked like. Like, I was just like, I'm just gonna try and do this. But I think the more, that I started doing this work, the more I was like releasing and not really even aware that I was releasing, things that I've wanted began began just popping into my life. And I really think that we have to clear these blocks, clear old stories clear people clear these energies that we've been holding on to to even let anything that we want to manifest come in in the first place so after just experiencing that like it just started making sense example like love is not in my life right now because there I have had blocks built up so like looking at those or when I you know was going through just A bad time with with money, not knowing how to save my money, and constantly in scarcity mode with money. And although I really, really wanted money in my life, I was carrying stories that deep down, at a subconscious level, uh, my subconscious did not believe. It did not believe that I deserved money, so it never came into my life. So the more I began like clearing these things, and they began attracting into my life instantly. I was like, okay, like I know this work works, even though it sounds just like so outrageous, but like. You really are the creator of your own life. You are the creator of your own reality, whether we like it or not. It's just the the cold, hard truth. Yes. That's been something that's helped me a lot.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so true. And I think that's something that's been coming up for me. The fact that like surrender is, it's the last step in manifestation, but it's also the most difficult and the most Mm -hmm. important. And that's what makes it so challenging because As humans, we like certainty, we like proof, and we like knowing when, how, exactly, what way something's going to happen or like Mm -hmm. come into our life. But when we are co-creating with the universe, we have to trust the universe, just like we trust Amazon to like deliver our orders. We have to trust the universe. And that's really challenging, especially when something's been a block for so long. And I think in a couple of different areas in my life, I've been feeling like I'm trying to control and holding on to these things and I consciously know that I need to release them and even if sometimes I say like I surrender I release I think it really has to come down to an emotional and energetic point of like actually releasing it Mm -hmm. because if it's not it's still gonna subconsciously be popping up yes so do you have any tips for that
0: yeah yeah, the first thing that came to my mind like, before I even asked the question was just like Reiki, Reiki 100%. I go in with an intention and I go in, you know, things I've been wanting to release. Um, or you can even, you know, if you don't want to do Reiki, I would say like doing, um, like I'll do like hypnosis, like guided hypnosis meditations on YouTube. And I will really think about the thing that I want to release. So let's say, it was an abusive ex that I've had such a hard time forgiving. And what I'll do is like in meditation or even in Reiki, I'll imagine myself, you know, going through the hurt and the pain that this individual caused me looking at this individual and saying, I forgive you. Like you hurt me a lot and allowing myself to feel the emotions, allowing myself to, you know, let that anger come up, let that sadness come up, letting myself cry, Um, Letting myself feel the emotions that I maybe didn't let myself feel in that relationship because it was too hard for me. And this kind of falls into emotion code, which I'll talk about in a second. But um, I think that's just like the biggest thing to like incorporating that visualization, incorporating that energy healing and really allowing your body to kind of be in that still state and opening up a safe space for yourself, whether it's with just you or with an individual, someone that you really, really trust that's another thing that I want to mention is if you're going to work with an energy healer, make sure you really trust them. If you get a weird gut feeling, just like don't go with it. I mean, don't follow through with it. Just trust your intuition with those things. But I think I've been blessed with there's such great people in my life that I feel really safe around. So that's really helped a lot. But. Kind of just going back to your question, I think, you know, opening that space up for yourself and letting yourself like really visualize everything that has happened with the situation that you want to release, asking yourself, why, you know, why, what, what, why is that part of you not wanting to let go of it? And for me, it was like, well, why would I let go of this? This, this, These have been my thoughts for three years now. You know, I want to stay mad at this person. You know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. there was like part of me that wanted to be mad at my ex boyfriend. I was like, it's doing me no justice. So, visualizing myself forgiving him and letting that go and like visualizing that individual like walking away and inviting in peace inviting in healing and i've had crazy crazy breakthroughs just with myself Like after doing that i you know i'm bawling on the floor or my Ruth would be like holding on to me because she could feel me just like my your whole body and reiki sometimes will shake when you begin releasing because you're releasing that trauma you're releasing that stories out of the body because mm-hmm. the mind remembers the body remembers so it's such a physical response to when you feel that release as well so that's just something that's been really helping me and also learning a lot about emotion code has just been really eye-opening and really cool and I think it's just new but I haven't been able to practice on myself yet it's been kind of like a slow steady thing but kind of like understanding emotions why we have them Um, and how they create disease and illness and all those things. I think that's just been really eye-opening to me and has helped me a lot along my journey.
1: I know. I've been saying this to myself, even to my roommate, that one, I haven't been doing chakra balancing meditations, period. So I know I need to like do them. Yeah. But seeing a Reiki practitioner, so I want to either reach out to Ruth again or try to find one in New York that I can see in person, I think would be really beneficial to me right now especially as I'm like shedding all these layers of my old self like shedding who I've been Mm -hmm. until this point before I was an adult who I was as a student all the other experiences that I've had like there's so much new stuff happening in my life right now so I definitely want to to do some energy work but want to check out the the hypnosis meditations too so thank you for reminding me of what I know I need to do (laughs) and In the um, vein of emotion codes, could you share a little bit about that
0: and what it is? Yeah. So with emotion code, basically, it talks a lot about trapped emotions and what they are and how to release them. So trapped emotions are also known as just like emotional baggage and a trapped emotion. It first starts off the the size of it is um, the size of your fist. And that's when it first begins. So it just gets the energy gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And it can manifest really into just so many different things, anxiety, it could be depression, it could be a physical injury. And, and I want to also mention, you know, you can also get a physical injury from something else. It doesn't have to be from something emotional, but I have been really just kind of taking a step back and kind of like looking at the injuries that I have had in the past. And usually, you know, like, let's say I got into a car accident. I have been, I injured my back. If you are in a more kind of like emotional state, there was something more emotional going on, you are more susceptible of even getting an injury at that time too. So kind of like looking back at just like when things have started, whether it was physical, mental, looking at what emotional state you were in at that time. I think that's a really big thing to look at. And I think the great thing that I've been learning is kind of just about like these negative emotions and why we avoid them because they're too hard. They're, they're difficult to look at. And that's when we begin to store them into the body. So this is so natural and normal. We all go through trauma. We all go through experiences that are too tough for us to look at. So we avoid it. We block it out. Some of us don't remember a lot of the trauma that has happened to us in the past because it was too emotional. So, you know, there'll be times to just in energy work in general. Like if someone even in like massage therapy, even in yoga, you'll hit a position and like something will come up and you're just like, whoa, that's a memory that I don't remember having. And that's because you've stored that emotion in that body part and you're opening that up, you're releasing that. And so I think it's just been a really interesting thing to kind of incorporate emotion code into kind of like body work and kind of looking at these other different areas and how they really kind of all mixed together, but basically with emotion code as a healer, you would go in energetically releasing those emotions and you would, you would body test and they teach you just different techniques and anyone out there, if you're interested, there's the book called the emotion code by Dr. Bradley Nelson. You can purchase it. You can also take the course if you want to, if it's something that you want to dive into, but they teach you like how to do just different testing with your fingers and on the body parts and how the body responds um, to certain questions. You can also do the sway test, which is, you know, one of the most easiest ways to do something. Have you heard of sway test? No. Sway testing. It's really cool. I've been doing it for a while now. I'll do it in my meditations. But basically, you can do it standing up or you can do it sitting down and get into kind of like a meditative state. And then you'll ask the body, you'll say, show me yes. And if you're sitting down or standing up, the body will sway forward. So that's the positive direction. And then you'll ask the body, show me no, it'll go backwards. And you can do this sitting up, standing down, and you can start off with simple questions. Is my name Autumn? My body will sway forward. Is my name Samantha? My body will sway back. So you can kind of just ask really simple questions and I think it's also important to kind of like detach yourself from ego as well, because we can obviously manipulate the answer. Um, so like mm-hmm. I'll set an intention, like ego, please step aside. Highest self, please come in um, whenever I want to receive answers. So I'll do this. Like you can, you can do it with anything, any questions that you have. And then another tool that I like to use is my
1: pendulum. Yeah, I was going to say, um, it's like the so same thing not- as a pendulum when you showed me.
0: Exactly. So There's so many different tools and ways of doing things. It's kind of just whatever feels good and what kind of aligns with you. Like, I love my pendulum so much. So, with Emotion Code, when I start working with clients, like I can ask my pendulum questions about my clients and what sort of emotions are there that are trapped. So, kind of using that as like a tool as well. So, yeah, it's really like just interesting work. It's honestly fascinating. And just hearing all the stories in the book of like people who have like, overcome just so many things you know people who have had just injuries and back problems and uh illnesses and they're suddenly gone because like you're releasing your first bringing awareness around the situation we're looking at the situation and then you're releasing it yeah
1: so, yeah and I really believe a little bit about emotion I really believe that every disease and every illness has an emotional root, like Mm -hmm. I firmly believe that. And I think a lot of people who are more Mm -hmm. like factual factual based or like just focused on like, I don't know what the word is, but like people who are very factual based and only believe in that are like, no, no, like that's just a coincidence. But I firmly believe that Mm -hmm. every issue in your body has an emotional root. And like, Mm -hmm. for, for example, if you and I think this also let me know if I'm right but I think the emotional emotion codes have a tie to the chakras um I'm not sure but it's kind of like oh shame and guilt oh those are stored like in your lower belly or like lack of feeling like you have the ability to get things done in your life lack of belief in yourself acid reflux or like issues like that stress yeah yes
0: yes 100 percent you know anxiety is like in the gut, all of these kind of emotions are connected to like a different organ. Mm -hmm. And when you feel that negative emotion too much, that's when that organ begins to kind of respond in that way. So that's why like people who are very, very anxious, that's why we feel in the gut. And in the book, it kind of goes, I don't remember every single emotion, which organ it's attached to, but it's very interesting. Look at it, looking at it. And a lot of times those people, well, every time those people feel those negative emotions, there usually is like an imbalance with that organ because it's like overproducing.
1: Yeah, exactly. And like, I'll give an example. I don't think my dad would care. But when it was the 2008 financial crisis, the company that my dad was working for was having some challenges. I don't know exactly what they were. But I think things were really difficult. And probably he was feeling like really stressed and really unsure things were just difficult. And then I think it was a year later, he started having really serious problems in his stomach, and like eventually had to have his gallbladder removed. Wow! And I remember one time when I started learning about this, like holistic health, as I was doing IIN. I asked him, "When did you get your gallbladder removed?" And he was like, "Oh, like 2009 or 2010." And I was like, "What happened a year, like a few years before? Was there anything major that was happening in your life that was difficult?" And that was when he like mentioned that, and for me, it was so clear. For him who's more science-based, factual based wouldn't really think about it, but I firmly believe that. So it's so cool to learn about that for sure.
0: Yeah, damn. That's that's so crazy. And that's and that's the thing about doing this work and doing making sure, that, you know, you keep up with these practices because we want to I think in like in our life like it's like all about kind of putting a bandaid over the situation. Surgery that was just, you know, yes, very, very necessary. But it's something that could have been avoided by kind of incorporating these practices and same with medications. I think, you know, yes, for certain things, people have like chemical imbalances and need to be on medication, but a lot of times it can be avoided if we kind of look at the root of the issue and heal it from there versus letting it progress and get worse and turn into cancer and turn into surgeries. It's all avoidable.
1: (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's why preventative care I think it's so important and should be the focus of healthcare. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for sharing. I definitely want to look into it eventually and like learn more about it. Yeah. But that's so amazing. And to close off the episode, I just want to ask you a couple of quick questions, like a fire round of questions. Yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. First question, coffee or matcha? Uh, coffee.
0: Yes but does my body doesn't like it.
1: But I love it. <laughs> Same. What's one quote or phrase that you love and or live by? You are the creator of your reality. Yes. What is your favorite spiritual teacher? Mm,
0: oh, I have so many. I would say Dr. Joe Dispenza is my favorite. I have to read his books. I haven't read any yet. I love him. Like, I want to, like, give that man a hug. (laughs) (laughs) I want to go to one of his meditation events.
1: We should do it one day. Same. I'm down. Yeah. Yes. All right. What's something that makes you feel like your higher self? Mm, Meditation. Yes. What is your, not in your big three, what's your next favorite sign?
0: What, what's my favorite? Okay. My favorite sign of other people.
1: Okay. I would say Saj. Sajs are my favorite. So fun. Amazing. They're the best. Yes, they are. I'm sure living with a sage is incredible. Oh, I love
0: it. <laughs> I love like the chaotic energy.
1: <laughs> we love you, Rebecca. <laughs> oh my God. Amazing. And what's your favorite book that you've ever read? Um,
0: Favorite book. There's so many, but I would say The Untethered Soul. I always read that book
1: that book is so incredible and I feel like it's definitely my favorite spiritual book out there. Yeah. First for me, it was a part of now, but then once I read the, uh, the untethered soul, I was like, this is so important. <laughs> so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It was amazing to have you and plug yourself, tell the listeners where they can find you, how they can work with you.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you for having me on here. I love you so much and we always have good conversations. So, so, so fun, but you guys can find me on Instagram. That's where I'm most active um, at she's plant-based. I post on TikTok as well at she's plant-based YouTube at she's plant-based and then for coaching, honestly, you can DM me, but I have information on my website, which is linked in my bio on Instagram. Like that's the easiest
1: way to kind of find me and then. Yeah. Amazing. Everyone go check out her page. It's amazing. Love you so much. Thank you so much for coming. I hope love to get you on the pod in the future again, too. Yes.
0: <laughs> love you too.
1: All right, everyone. That was it for today's episode. As you can see, Autumn is such an amazing human. Her story is so interesting, and I just appreciated her vulnerability in our conversation her honesty and all the knowledge and truthfulness and perspective that she offered so i hope it was enlightening i hope you learned from her make sure to check her out at she's plant based on instagram as well as on youtube and tiktok and with that being said i hope you have an amazing rest of your day and i'm sending you all my love and i will see you on the next episode
2: Chumba, ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Four word by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.